0: to UberCube. Uh, this is a podcast where we talk about all things Cube, but with refreshments. Uh, it's uh, your host, Anthony Adams, a.k.a. Uber Bear, And for this particular episode, we've decided to kick out Stu uh, because of the particular topic we're going to have to discuss tonight. And I have brought in my good friend, the highly enriched, the magic, the best of the best, Popper god... Chris Moore, a.k.a. Samich, Very godlike name. Uh, Chris, would you like to say hi? Hello, everyone. Thanks and for
1: having me, Anthony.
0: There you go. That was our prelude, our preamble to the topic and discussion. But as on UberCube, what we always do is we feature our drink of the pod, the thing that loosens the wheels, gets the gears going here. So during this particular episode, I myself... In the last episode, I am also having a Highland Brewery out of Asheville, North Carolina. And this time, I decided to go outside of my comfort zone and have a Pilsner. It is delicious. Let me try this little sucker out. Got a nice... That was a nice little... You guys got the... That's, very, that's what good. you do. It's very Sprite very commercial. Good. Very Sprite very commercial. Oh, yeah. You like it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. So, Chris, what are you having to get the, get the wheels turned on? I
1: decided turning? to go with uh, just a favorite of mine from a, a brewery in Charlotte, North Carolina called Noda Brewery. Yeah. And uh, it's their hop, drop, and roll in India pale ale. And IBA. I'm
0: willing to challenge the rest of the world that North Carolina has the best beer on the planet. They have a lot
1: of really good beer. All
0: right. So that's enough about this amazing beer that we're having. We're going to move over to something a little bit more interesting. So in order to kick this off in the, the finest fashion imaginable, we're going to do a pack one, pick one of Chris Moore's AKA Sandwiches Popper Cube. It's a 405, popper cube and it's uh it's labeled as a legacy cube meaning it's all things popper i will include in the show notes and description a link to sammich's pomper because he needs he needs you guys to draft this thing this is a sweet cube and i would love to see some clones out there in the world because he's got this magic down so here we go so i'm going to have chris just read off the names of the individual cards we're not going to go into complete analysis of the cards But we're going to just kind of give a topical, and what I'll do is I'll include a clip of the image so everybody can see what we're talking about. Here we go. I'm going to let Chris take it over and read his cards from his cube for the pack one, pick one.
1: All right. So we have a Daybreak Chimera, nice uh, 3-3 flyer. Then we have a Tuscaroosa firewalker, a blastoderm, a lightning strike, and a new one, a racer's ring, the land. And then uh, the Cycling Blue Land, the Lowly Sandbar, then the falconrath Noble, uh, Grim Harvest, uh, Elite Vanguard, Tragic Fall, Cast Down, Sickle Slicer, Territorial Hammerskull, Shamble Shark, and an old one, the Carniphage.
0: All right. If you don't mind, I'd love to go first and just get your thoughts on it. By so we have talked about it in numerous episodes. I am a stacks player. I am a Stax Aristocrats guy. So what speaks to me, and I know it's not the optimal pick, and there's a lot of really beautiful cards in here, but I'm thinking, based on this pack and what I am seeing, Falconrath Noble really speaks to me. For one Swamp and three colorless, I get a 2-2 Flying Vampire. Whenever Falcon, Wrath, Noble, or another creature dies, target player loses one life and you gain one life. The reason why that I really want to grab this card is because I'm hoping that Chris, my enemy in the draft, doesn't notice that there's a Grim Harvest. Because I kind of want to get in this whole sack em and punish them kind of theme going on here. I'm digging it, I'm digging it. And then the Tragic Fall kind of plays into this too. I've got me some feels here. So that's kind of my pack one, pick one. Chris, what is yours?
1: Well, the Tragic Fall and Cast Down are basically the same card, in my opinion. Tragic Fall kills mostly everything in this cube. Um, the removal is a strong pick, in my opinion. Uh, I agree that Falcon Wrath Noble is very strong. Uh, if I wanted to go aggro, the elite Vanguard or the Carniphage are great, but I love the blastoderm. Yeah. That's probably where I'm going to go. You do grab go. that a
0: lot. Um, the other card that did catch my eye and almost pulled me in is Daybreak uh, Chimera, because in this environment, evasion is just a house. Oh my yes. gosh. And you know what else in a popper environment? And we're going to definitely talk about this a lot more. Uh, As he stated, removal is really powerful because it's going to be a creature-heavy environment, which really gets turned off with Mr. Blastoderm. so I'm a little mad that he's even grabbing that right now. So now I must fight a 5-5 shrouded, semi-shrouded creature, but luckily for me it has Vanishing, which, as his opponent, I'm okay with. I'm hoping to outlast him, and then when the Vanishing comes online, I'm hoping, hoping, hoping. He's going to take one, and I'm going to gain one. That's my strategy. I'm sticking to it.
1: I get you. <laughs> I'm hoping you're dead before that even is, becomes a problem.
0: Confidence. <laughs> Popper confidence. Yeah, this cube is beautiful. If you guys get a chance, I'll put it up on the show notes. You guys can check it out. Uh, this is a pretty cool pack one. What I love about Popper Cube is uh, there's really no wrong pick in a Popper Cube. No one can really... Uh, would you agree with that? That, it, yeah. that you could pick anything from this list and come out? cozy you a, a yeah, opposed to your traditional land. vintage list people will be like oh he didn't pick the mocks well this one here you're like eh, whatever i'm gonna get this really sweet creature i know it's value i'm gonna get me right. some action
1: because because even like the lowly sandbar is just a land that's a cantrip oh, yeah. so you know what great.
0: i before we even get to that i look at that as a draw spell before yeah. i look at his land i see that immediately it's cycling a, land. It's, it's a cantrip spells. that's a cantrip mm-hmm. absolutely and that's why i love them And uh, that is going to conclude our Pack One Pick One. We're going to move over to our topic. And what we're going to discuss is how to build a popper cube in a sort of way. Kind of talk about our trials and tribulations, uh, especially Chris leaning on him. And I guess I neglected to mention that I did build for my younger brother, Josh, who I am now basically... (laughs) Picking on a little bit. This sweet popper cube emulating Chris Chris's hoping that he would run this thing and update it all the time. Now I gotta go, Josh. Josh, Josh, Josh. There's a new set that just came out. What'd you put in it? And he's like, I'm making hot pepper sauce. Because that's apparently his passion now. As magic players turned themselves off. Apparently Josh did too. The hot pepper sauce is good. <laughs> I do so. like his sauce, <laughs> if I'm being honest. I get some sweet hot sauce and I'm in business. All right, we're moving on to the topic. All right, let's talk Popper. So when I think Popper, the first thing that pops in my mind is how broken can I make it? Now, that sounds a little untrue based on the box of cards story I told you, but based on what I've learned from our Grandmaster Samich here, I have learned that such cards as Counterspell, Pestilence, Groan, <laughs> Lightning Bolt, and we've got ourselves a little... Lanowar Elves. Oh yeah, very powerful. And this art that I've chosen, it's all gorgeous. I'll share that in the show notes. These cards, not only are they just ridiculously powerful cards, and they will show up in a, a lot, a lot of vintage cubes, unpowered cubes, thematic cubes, cubes of all sizes and shapes, but Popper. That's a little disgusting, isn't it? These are Popper cards. Mm-hmm. Lightning They're- Bolt.
1: Well, Counterspell wasn't Common when it was first printed. It was uncommon, but it became common later.
0: Yeah. Which is interesting about this because that just just like when I discussed my Fem Cube and my Horde Cube and my Power Cube, which Chris and I both have power cubes, when the spoilers come out, we're always sifting through the the rubbish, if you will, trying to find a card that just either changed rarities or Uh, in the case of my femme is just so happens to be a female dragon and i'm like oh my gosh i need this in my this slot here and it's just a thing that he and i do and we'll bounce back and forth and just chat it up about this is ticking all the boxes i need this so much so what we have is kind of the recipe soup or if we're gonna take a popper cube and kind of disseminate it down to its Basic idea. The first one is, I mean, no spoiler to anyone, rarity restriction at common, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Now, that's just to be expected, but it kind of just rolls over to this next idea. And this is interesting. This is a personal preference that Chris has chosen. And I'm going to let him read that one to you and explain (laughs) where that comes from.
1: There are some commons that were only printed on MTGO, Uh, in like their master sets or their vintage master sets or something like that. And some people just choose to either run them or not. Uh, It's up to them. A lot of people will run them like I do, but there are some that are very purist and will only run ones that have a physical printing in common.
0: Yeah. I was a little, um, when I built that one for my younger brother, Josh, I, I, most, I, tried, I, I tried to stick to the purest as much as I could. The next one is, and so we've got notes, and it's interesting. I made these notes, and then he redlined these notes, and that's what makes this a little bit more fun. I'm so archetype driven, right? I just assume that everything's going to be archetype driven. Uh, you have to have, I don't know, we'll say a control archetype or a uh, uh, agro archetype or et cetera, mid range or any any kind of idea that spans off from that universe. Chris made a good point here in his notes. So I'm gonna let them read that to you.
1: Yeah, because uh, yes, ar- archetypes are in the cube. Yeah. There's your aggro, your control, your, your mid range, and but. I tried to make it more synergy-based as opposed to, like, raw power. I wanted the cards to work with each other as best I could, uh, you know, and I want cards to be able to cross-pollinate with other archetypes.
0: Yeah. And for our next note, and I think he and I will both uh, agree with this, and if you haven't played a Popper Cube, I think you should give it a chance because maybe you'll understand it is skill-intensive. There's no... Sure, there's bombs and there's one card wins. They do exist because something has to win the game. Someone has to, you know, lose the 20 life. It's unfortunate, but it's the truth. But there's nothing that breaks the game in a Popper environment. There's no Mox and there's no Black Lotus, there's no Soul Ring. And I know that I'm stating things that are egregiously obvious, but Popper forces you to delve into the recesses of your true magic player as Dr. Garfield intended. So, to get the pieces out, you must uh, you must really study and look for the synergies as he mentioned in the last. That's and then the next one's gonna be heavy creature count. And I've put that in uh, Chris's wheelhouse to talk about here because he can, ex- yeah. you know, he can explain that a little bit more in depth.
1: Yeah, it's just the creatures, especially in the past ten years, have just gotten really, really good, and the spells are less so now. A lot of the, you know, so and and creature combat is what usually d- d- decides games. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to this cube, uh, that's why in this cube things like combat tricks are actually okay.
0: Yeah. Whereas, whereas uh, In a traditional vintage environment, they're kind of scoffed upon. People look at them and they think they're kind of just a a placeholder in your hand. Whereas here, they're going to do work. So cards like Rancor and things like that or any kind of is going to get in there and get the work done because your creature turns sideways. And this is where evasion and these creatures, like it's easy just to grab flyers and menace and first strike and all these things. Death touch even becomes a form of evasion because you you don't want to throw a body in from it in Mm -hmm. front of it because it's just it has a cost creature heavy environment it makes a whole different line of play opposed to our traditional cubing strategies that we've all become acquainted to in comparison to like an mtgo etc right Right? which leads me to the next point because there's so many creatures his density and the one that i made the density of spot removal becomes more necessary
1: yeah it's got to be higher in this i I, although i had to test it a lot yeah. to get comfortable with where i was right now and i'm not a, it's always evolving it's never a done deal right now it's about 20% i think yeah uh, in in there so you know because you have to be able to good clear precursor, the
0: precursor good precursor to an episode that we're working on in the future where we have a statistician who a doctor nonetheless phd that's going to help us go through and we're going to do some analytics and try to decide awesome. if there is a formulaic way to determine the ratios and density. I myself being an engineer, and we're gonna work with a PhD and we're gonna see if we can solve the math formula, which we know. We can't, but I have a hypothesis.
1: Yeah, you can skip me for that
0: one. Uh, I, <laughs> that one. <laughs> I have a hypothesis, and we're going to test it out and see if it works. Pretty sure it's going to be wrong. It probably shouldn't call it a hypothesis, but we're going to give it a whirl. It's an educated guess on what we can do for spot removal. The next one we have is limited uh, board wipes.
1: Yeah, that, yeah. That's always been a problem, although recently they've come out with quite a few that uh, – are better than they used to be. Yeah. Although you're not looking at anything better than a pyroclasm for the most part. Yeah,
0: so we're looking at uh, all creatures take two, or all creatures get minus one, minus one, or whatever. But you know what? What's neat about it, it forces you to combine board wipes with either other board wipes to get, I don't know, three damage, or four damage across. Mm -hmm. Or you do a board wipe with your pyroclasm, as you mentioned, and then you... Combo synergy off with a lightning bolt to get rid of that creator, creature that's a five drop. Yeah. And so it forces lines of play that are awesome. Yeah. Makes you, your thinking hat comes a little bit more to solve the problem, right? Yeah.
1: Got um, it. I really wish pyroclasm was common, to be honest. I know, with you. right?
0: <laughs> I, that would be absolutely, once again, and it will be eventually. We, we got to wait for it. This, sure. Let we, we figure another 10 years. Possibly. <laughs> it's it. going to deal like 30 damage at common. <laughs> I don't know. It's. it's and so, another attribute of the Popper environment, and for people who own Popper cubes, it plays a lot like a limited or a sealed draft in, in terms of context. And so, that kind of, as Chris yeah. will say,
1: yeah, and and it reminds me of when I first started playing Magic. But also, it's more like limited because the majority of the cards you use in a limited draft are common. So it, it makes sense that to me that it it feels that way.
0: Yeah. And so, leads to the next thing. So, when you do that limited draft, I don't know if you follow this prescription as much as I do. If I go to a sealed draft and I'm going to a pre-release, there's just a formula you can follow. And it's mm-hmm. it's an acronym. It's BREAD. Mm-hmm. And BREAD stands for?
1: Uh... Bombs, removal, expa-
0: evasion,
1: excuse me, aggro, and filler cards or duds.
0: Yeah. So Chris doesn't do the duds because I'm he's, trying not to. <laughs> but I, I, I assure you, if we just both look through each other's cubes, we we're always picking out duds. Absolutely. I think, I think he and I go, why are you running this card all the time? Mm-hmm. That's just a normal conversation he and I have. Mm-hmm. And then he'll counter offer, well, it's part of this archetype. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So duds. Um, bread bread does work in this environment because bombs in this one could be i don't know as we talked about before the archon and pack one pick one it's a three three flyer it mm-hmm. doesn't seem
1: like a dud nothing can win games it doesn't on seem its own. like
0: a bomb but you know what you have to you have to reference these cards in in the environment in which they lie right mm-hmm. it's it's it can be a little. It can be a little daunting for someone. Like you, it's hard to come off a of playing You and I play your power cube, right? So let's just say we're just going at it back and forth, doing Winston drafts or glimpse drafts or chaos drafts or eight man pods or eight yep. person pods mm-hmm. in the power environment. So we've got this like high paced, high damage it, turn Fast. three, and then mm-hmm. it's like switching to neutral. When mm-hmm. We go to popper. <laughs> it's it's so down weird.
1: shifting <laughs> a lot.
0: It's weird. It's weird. You went into low gear for no reason. So suddenly. You were looking for a bomb, you know, at a high level. Now you're looking for a 3 3 flyer as a bomb.
1: Yeah, the bomb is very different in in the popper environment. So
0: it it does take a little bit of experience and acclimation Mm -hmm. to the environment. Once you get it, you've Mm -hmm. got it, you know what to look for. And then we're going to talk about some of those bombs when we move forward. Another point about popper cubes is the. Kind of the peak, the apex of the environment generally rests around 2 to 3 right. on the mana curve, right? Yeah. I mean, that's where most of your strategies are going to lie. I mean, sure. Again, that's back to the bombs. Could be the 7 drops. We've got some hex proofs that might cost 7 or 8 or whatever. They do pop out. And once they're done, uh-huh. You're you're probably dead anyways. But most of your general synergy slash archetypes are really going to center around that two and three. I mean, yep. yeah, even aggro and stuff like mid-range, it kind of gets a blur, yeah. doesn't it, in it's, this environment?
1: It's actually a... High turns do happen yeah. quite, quite often, but it also is fair, can be fairly fast because of the two to three mana value uh strategies are right there.
0: Yeah, so and I think this is happen. why we fall in love with it. And as a matter yeah. of fact, uh, as soon as we're done with recording this pod, we're probably going to be rocking some Popper cubes. Sure. All right. So we've kind of summarized in a nutshell, I guess, the framework of Popper. Yeah. A, a brief
1: overview. Yeah, basically yeah. Just, We've how skimmed might, the surface. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So now let's go over, let's move into the archetypes, if you will, or the synergies, as right. Chris defined them as. And we're going to start with... Or Azorius group, and I'm going right. to let Chris take over the wheel from well, here. The, what do you have way, in that group?
1: The, the way that I built this cube, just to, uh, I built it with two color uh, groupings in mind uh, when, when I built this. So I look at each guild specifically, and this one he mentioned Azorius, which is... Tempo, Blink, Flyers are the main things you'll get in this cube. And I will mention that Blink is literally one of the most powerful archetypes it's powerful. in this cube. Uh, yeah, and I there's love new Blink.
0: Blink is, blink is a very patient strategy. Yes. <laughs> I run that in my Le Femme Fatale mm, cube. Mm. And yours is better in this one because it's a little bit more uh, flushed out. But
1: yeah, yeah, it, you just look for a lot of ETB creatures. Yeah, you want to get like that, that value yeah. when
0: it here's the battlefield, and then you got stuff like Ephemerate and stuff like that, which we're going to talk about shortly. That really pushes this strategy. Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's very strong. It it can get out of control really quick, and, and it's it's cool because it's a very. Um, I don't want to say it's interactive, but it's uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for it It's very reactive reactive okay. yeah because
1: right. you you can save your stuff you can blink new things you can be on um,
0: the front foot or back foot yeah. of the strategy you can use yeah. it to get the e t b to mm-hmm. march forward and or you can reactively dodge save the creature dodge, dodge, dodge the removal, bullet right yeah. right, mm-hmm. so it's it's it can be a it can be a little rough to be sitting across the other side of the table in a it proper can be, Yeah, yeah. And this one, this one. So I'm having kind of we're going to read off some of these cards. We're going to go by name. I'll do uh, I'll do this round just to save his voice as we move through this. It's going to be ephemerate, momentary blink, a manowar. Manowar, love me some manowar. Uh-huh. Love There's that a new card. One in the new yeah, that is, that is a beautiful, beautiful jellyfish. Frost trickster. That name says it well. Car- card's great. It's yeah. been
1: solid ever since, ever since I added yeah, it. Yeah,
0: when it comes in the battlefield, it basically locks down mm-hmm. whatever you're dealing with, and then you've got a 2-2 flyers a mm-hmm. result. And then Mole Drifter, which if you like card value, because most Magic players don't like drawing cards, I get it, if, you know, especially if you hate drawing two cards. You should not run this in your popper cube, right?
1: Oh, sure. No, it's terrible. No, it's great. It's awesome. And,
0: it's- then, and then Wizards, as they like to do, likes to break the color pie, and they're really shifting to this weird... White gets to draw cards thing, right? We got that new Doggo that's come online not too Mm -hmm. long ago.
1: Inspiring Overseer. Yeah, uh, that card card is insane.
0: Yeah, Inspiring Overseer overseer is is insane. And -hmm. then we have Priest of Ancient Lore. So when Mm -hmm. these creatures enter the battlefield on their ETBs, they let you draw a card. And Mm -hmm. do they all let you gain one life in that subgroup? Uh, Or at least the the cards that we're worried about, right? Some do, some don't. But they really offset that aggro strategy. So when these type of blink effects, you you block, and then you respond, you Mm -hmm. ephemerate, you, you've declared the blocks, you've mm-hmm. negated their attack, you flicker, you come back in, you draw another card, you gain a life, you've pretty much made the other player with the blastoderm that's coming mm-hmm. at you do a whole lot of nothing. Absolutely. That 5-5 five, five just got turned off with Blink. It's pretty yep. cool. It's a unique way of interacting with the field. The next group they're going to work on, because as he said, he's designed this cube, and I, I like how you've done it, mm-hmm. using guilds in mind or, so that he can keep structure, mm-hmm. and it, it helps it gel, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. So it's just not... so. He and I are going to go do a little bit of back and forth in this one because, as I said before, I uh, as a Christmas gift this last year, I designed a popper cube for my little brother, and I decided I wanted to make mine a little different than Chris's. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wanted to kind of try something different out. So the Demir section, so the one I designed focused on ninjas. I wanted to do more of the ninja sub theme and Mm -hmm. get in there so you could have some interactions that would also tether, i.e., with blink and stuff like that. That was my vision for the thing. Now. It's not a completely supported, but Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. They it had some. A lot, they yeah. had some pieces mm-hmm. come out that kind of just. I'm like, I'm doing mm-hmm. this. I'm going to make this form as be pretty sweet. Yeah, but it's more of a controlled tempo. And then I've got Chris has some thoughts on the ninjas that are a little juxtaposed from mine.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, most of the ninjas that come even the new ones just they don't do enough, in my opinion. Yeah. I, there's some that draw cards and that's great. There, I think there's some that bounce some things, which are all right. But it's just not, I'm I i I'm not a fan of them of right now.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, we're going to slightly agree to disagree on that one mm-hmm. because I'm going to read us some of these cards and we're going to kind of, like you said, we're going to read the names off and we're going to share this in the show notes for the individual cards. Because some of these, like, they're not going to necessarily show up in your powered vintage environment. So some people may be unfamiliar with some of these cards, Say, but most of these are, I would say that these aren't foreign either these are mm-hmm. these are pretty no. standard cards so counterspell i don't know if you guys have heard of counterspell but um it's decent it's it, okay it, it's, yeah, it's, it's okay yeah. it's okay and it's got that really sweet shiny palm uh on the yeah, image of that art yeah, that yeah, art like is that pretty yeah. sick right the Strixhaven stuff mm-hmm. they the they I really love those mystical archives. wasn't that like lot. the best recent alternate art Foil printing and forever, I, I really like it. Yeah. and they didn't turn into Pringles when you popped another. Like that they was didn't nice. they, once you could once you pop those, they stopped immediately <laughs> and they went flat. But that's the thing, right? That's true. Yeah, oh my sure. gosh, what was that one set that came out and everything pringled that it Was Commander
1: <laughs> Legends? Oh, was God. I was so I still have some that are Pringled. I was yeah. so
0: hype about that set, and then mm-hmm. I'm still got them in binders with binders on top of them, trying Same. to flatten them out. So, Same. anyways, this counterspell is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, another card, and this is card is House is Repeal. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Bouncing cards, drawing cards. Nobody uh-huh. wants to do that, right? Uh Damir Guildgate. This card will get Dimir you Guild dead. Mage. Guild Mage. Oh yeah, So I got Guildgate on the brain because it made me cut it out of my Kenrith deck because I really wanted to do Maze's End, and uh, that's all I want to think Still about. Can. I brought There's a in whole days. bunch of new. Gates. Never gonna win with it, but <laughs> I'm gonna do it. And the next one is Ninja of the Deep Hours. Uh-huh. Now Love this card, card was Love always it. there. This is it's the one Ninja. There. This is the one Ninja you will sign off on.
1: Yeah. Well, and the next one too.
0: Oh oh, Moon Circuit Hacker. You Mm -hmm. like that one? Oh, I love that one. Yeah, that that card is bonkers. It's basically is it it starts out as just draw a card then like a lutero core ish, right? It's doing stuff. Now, what's this next one? Because I'm totally going to say that word wrong. I'm going to force you to say a word wrong. Dokushi. Dokushi?
1: Do-kushi? I don't know. Joe Walker.
0: the Ninja. I, I don't know. Dokushi Shadow Walker. I did put some cards on here. And then right. I, I kind of giggled when I was putting this list together. I'm like, I, I'm not saying that word. I really hope somebody else does. Uh I put it on here because it is a five five that you can ninjutsu in yeah. for one black and three colorless. It does cost six being two black and four four colorless. It's an ogre ninja. It's just a big old fat beater right, she can cheat right. in, and I just thought it would be neat.
1: It's not bad. It's just it's I, not I'm not going to run it Yeah, it's, yeah, it's,
0: it's a, it, a right. weird slot. I, right. I get it. I just like, hey, you know what? Common. I'm gonna put just the better most. four drops. And this is why his cube is better than my box of card cube, <laughs> if you guys are starting to wonder. The next ninja that I put on my list was Moonblade Shinobi, and as I said, I put that in the popper cube that mm-hmm. I designed. When it connects, it makes blue illusions. I mm-hmm. thought it was neat. Um it's still in playtest mode because, as I, you know, I'm gonna. It's my little brother. I can, I can poke at him a little bit. I, Josh, if you're listening, I need you to play this Popper Cube so I can know if this card's good or not. If I made a good decision, Chris says no. And Mist Blade Shinobi, you want to tell me that card does? Because it's uh, really brief.
1: ninjutsu for one, and it's a one-one, and I think it bounces a thing. Yeah, it returns a creature to to their that player's hand.
0: The way I saw this is like. It, it, it. my thought process is I attack you with my man of war and let's pretend that I got through. I want to then flicker my man of war. I don't yeah, I, The I, problem
1: is you have to pretend you got
0: yeah, through. Yeah. I won. Okay. I've already won. I but see, but just see. so you know, from our <laughs> last episode about stacks, you've already conceded. Mm. Oh, I, and see, I, I yeah, see. Yeah. I yeah. See yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there, this turn never happened. I, I
1: just, I, I'm not a fan. I'll be honest. I'm just not uh, a fan. The last few weeks. Josh,
0: I need you to play this so you can show them it's good. Uh, Go ahead. (laughs) All right. So in a pauper environment... I used to love. Is it you remember? I used to talk oh, about. Oh, you I used spell. to play it all the time. Oh, like obnoxiously. Uh-huh. But then I found this new love. Oh yeah,
1: Rakdos, agro sacrifice mm-hmm. matters. It's good stuff. I, think I just, i gonna it's do Really this. fun. I
0: think I just beat you with this one. You did, recently. yeah, yeah. We could do this once. Yeah,
1: we, we went that one long. time. You did, that one time, low. I didn't completely. <laughs> grow, but I felt like I won. My victory
0: was I still mine. Beat you one game. <laughs> I still <beat> you <laughs> What I love about this one, so Rakdos sacrifice matters, just it's an aristocrat ish yep. or it, it,
1: And we've gotten a lot of good uh things lately that help support this at common. Yeah. Because uh we don't have we didn't have that until very recently. And that,
0: that incremental damage that this archetype does it definitely plays better in a non-powered environment yeah, as reach whereas to get into the not not to overextend the popper idea but like aristocrats is a mm-hmm. general thing we're going to cover this in a future episode but aristocrats can run out of gas and a hype because yep. the turns are so uh abbreviated mm-hmm. right i mean you're dead by turn three sometimes turn one i mean right
1: <laughs> yeah and and, and a, i don't think the more powerful your environment the less good aristocrats aristocrats is, is
0: all about that incremental damage mm-hmm. This aggro sacrifice matters. It's kind of a machine mm-hmm. and a, a máquina, and mm-hmm. you keep you keep churning it, and you put the little creature in, and you get it dead, and I hit you for one, or I gain mm-hmm. one. And I hit you. It's incremental. Takes a lot of patience. It's very controlly. Mm-hmm. I love it, and it pairs well with reanimator synergies Absolutely, within the cube. Yep. So you've got some in Popper you actually have some of those. There's
1: some, it's more raised dead effects where go to your hand and stuff which like is that. But so, it's not bad. Yeah. And, and
0: I'm gonna go with so. When yep. these turns are so this mm-hmm. game you have time. Like mm-hmm. that's the pr- that's with Popper, you feel the pacing, you can ratchet down a little bit. Oh yeah. You yeah. can clear your head, think about the lines. And it's actually a really powerful learning environment if you wanna show somebody complex lines and build them up to it, opposed to and I'm pardon me. Uh Storm players, where I'm gonna sit around and watch you play the game. And I do love Storm, I do, and we talked about it last time so much, but you're gonna you're gonna totally finish me off and by turn one with your perfect storm. Stu's not here to stop me from saying this. And I don't get to understand what just happened, right? right. I don't get yeah. to see the lines. It doesn't make me on the other side of the table, your opponent, necessarily a better opponent.
1: Also, in this environment, there's less like no two instant I win the game combos. Yeah. So this That's really a, helps yeah. players
0: yeah. evolve mm-hmm. to be a better player. So if you want to play against someone who can interact with your high power strategies in that future game, this is a great developmental platform. Right. Right. I love it. Yeah. I this love is it where we've reason. we've done this with like uh, our, our children and uh, our uh, you know it's a great introductory just to teach people how to really get into this you know format of mm-hmm. cube that we love so much. We're gonna go over some of the pieces of this archetype. And I'm going to let Chris kind of break yeah. it down for you here.
1: As in our Pack One Pick One, we have Falcon Rath Noble. Uh, that's a, just House. A, one of the houses of the Yeah, tech. It's a bomb. yeah. that's a bomb. That's uh, a bomb. With, that's yeah. a bomb. And it's got a. a a friend called the Hissing Inguinar, which uh, does basically the same thing except you don't gain the life. Right. Um, and then we have things that make tokens, like a Cathari bomber, uh, th- th- things like that. We have recursive creatures like Persistent Specimens. I
0: love that card. Yeah. It's the. I'm not running Persistent it right Specimens, now, but, like uh, a reassembling uh, skeleton, mm-hmm. gives you that. Repetitive right, action, the right. sack outlet. Yeah, again, we have time here. Right, we have right, time right. to understand mm-hmm. the lines. To it's this is a slower paced ga- game, guys. This is like turn what can be eight, right? Nine. Right. Very. It's almost EDH. Commander. It, a bit, you got some yeah. breathing time to understand yeah. what you're doing, so you can do some flow. Now these can be again. This is a highly synergized mm-hmm. popper cube. So don't mm-hmm. allow me to uh, overly put the blinders on you. If you play <laughs> Chris's cube, you better be ready to die on turn three. <laughs> right. But but, I mean, if you want to go through and do the slow pace like Cathari Bomber and get those goblins out there and sacrifice them with your carrion feeder mm-hmm. to then say, I'm hitting you with my Wrath Noble and Hissing Quagmire, or excuse me, Hissing, a- hissing Iguanar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is all very possible in this cube. Absolutely. The lines of play are very distinct. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next subgroup we're going to go over, Gruul. <gasps> this uh, is
1: pretty basic. It's it's aggro and tokens, which is like a mid-range uh archetype
0: so i got this list up right now and i glanced over it and we've got and i'm just going to call them out a sapperling ahead. migration blastoderm curd ape and that's what caught my eye the minute i'm like oh my gosh this card will crush you it, it is just the, wild it's, the
1: coddle, its friend wild the coddle is oh well. my yep. gosh mm-hmm. these
0: are secret gruel cards right mm-hmm. they don't look like it and you're like you're drafting and passing around like this is a red card i don't want mm-hmm. this oh my gosh this is a gruel mm-hmm. card if you ever saw they will get you dead beetleback chief hordling outburst this card is silly. Mm-hmm. It, it, okay, so any other environment where I said, hey, I'm going to pay three and I'm going to make three red goblin creature tokens, you'd be like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. But what's so cool about that one in particular, that pairs well with that aristocrat thing mm-hmm. we just did in the sex directosec- Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to sack those little buggers. I'm going to hit you with them, and then I'm going to sacrifice them. The pain the pain's going to come from all Absolutely. directions. This next card, and I'm gonna get Chris read This one is sick.
1: I love this card, the Frenzied Arnix. It's a four, it's a three, three for four, a two and a red and a green uh, with riot. So you either give it a counter or a plus one, plus one counter or haste. Yeah, and it has trample, and then for a lot of mana, let's be honest, uh, it's four and a red and a green. You can give it plus three, plus zero until you could make it into a
0: six three with trample. This. This card 7-4,
1: too. <laughs>
0: this card is a common. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, when he and I started playing Magic, this would have been... A,
1: a, a, it would have been seven mana with no abilities.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it would have been Sir something or another. Yeah, and it would have been with legendary. A, with a mustache and a <laughs> cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. A 7-3 yeah. that attacks. Yeah. yeah. It would have been Johan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Johan, by the way, is... I'm going to rebuild that EDH deck for the third time. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. (laughs) Johan, look up the card. Johan, best EDH commander ever. Hot take, people. Hot Uh, take. The next section we're going to over is his... Silesnia section.
1: And, and again, this is kind of like Gruul. Uh, Silesnia, y- you can do other things with it, but I've chosen not to. I make it more of an aggressive archetype and do a lot with tokens as
0: yeah. well. Yeah, and it feeds well into you know your aggro section, mm-hmm. like you just yeah. said. Yeah. But then there's gonna be the tokens, you can cross-pollinate those into right. the aristocrats. That's the synergies here with all these... These, these are intertwining, interlocking yeah. guilds. This is an exclusive because his mana base which we'll kind of allude to here shortly, is so diverse, you can really do some two, mm-hmm. three-color strategies. I, If you want to get long, crazy, and bonkers, you could theoretically do a five-color good stuff in his Popper Cube. It's, it's, it's getting loosey-goosey. It's get so slow. So here's the cards that we have listed for... Yeah,
1: I got... Uh, there's a few examples here. Uh, scatter the Seeds, which uh, makes three uh when it comes up. let it says Convoke, which is really nice. Convoke is sick. Yep. and yeah, it's an instant, which makes it even better.
0: You know... Convoke in a creature-heavy environment. Oh yeah, it works really insane. well. Insane. Yeah. yeah, it's absolutely insane.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it's run over another card. We'll talk about it. In a yeah, minute. it's going to come for up for reasons soon. Uh, which we'll explain. Yeah, in this a is
0: the much sweeter, kinder uh, yes, version yes. of what's going to come up soon. Yes. Uh,
1: there's also Trump trumpeting herd, who recently printed it in Modern Horizons one, I believe. Oh yeah. And uh rebound. Re- re- rebound. So, mm-hmm.
0: so some of these effects, retrace, rebound. We're going to go over these cards. Convoke. Yep. Oh my gosh! This is back to this is kind of a callback to what I said about my boxo cards. Whereas Chris actually read like I don't know interesting mechanics that do things that really make these cards seem not so common when you put them together. That you'll get dead by it. Uh, the next one he's going to read is disgusting, and it's yes. going to be on our list of yeah, bombs soon. I, I,
1: I, I've liked this one. It's been in forever. Uh, sends Enlistment put two one 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 uh, 1-1 Kithkin Soldiers for four, which is not a great deal, but it also has Retrace, so you get to keep uh, yeah. redoing it, Yeah, which it's is why. I, this card's a knock. Guy,
0: yeah. I, I love this card, and I hate this card, all in the yeah, same sentence. Right, sense. exactly. Yeah, yeah. This is one of those. I've
1: lost to it and won with it, so yeah.
0: I mostly just lost to it. All right. Here's another mechanic that is super powerful. It's going to be in your Orzov section. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this really needs an introduction. This this is back. This kind of resonates with that pingy kind of uh, aristocrat type of feel that we talked yep. about before and this just pairs like bread and butter with this idea and it's going to be your Orzov extort control section. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh. This is uh
1: it's a very powerful ar- archetype and does it's, incremental damage. It's and one it you have so to well. almost
0: pay attention to to make sure. this. So, so he has to really balance these to make sure some of these don't power Absolutely. creep out too much. Yeah. Like, using spells matters, which we'll allude to a minute. It's yep. one of those ones that's so common, so printed so often. And even at common, it's easy to get out of control. Mm-hmm. So he has to have like these fundamental checks. To, and we do this through drafting and Absolutely. feedback and yeah. all that. And, and, and he and I talk you know, ad, ad nauseum about, uh, I think this card might be... Too unhe- much, unhealthy right. for yeah. this mm-hmm. environment it creates ones side extort is fun because someone has to lose and yeah. it really complements powerfully with aristocrats like that's my jam yeah i'm gonna rock some mardu aristocrats aristocrats mm-hmm. aristocats as we talked about last episode not a great disney movie not <laughs> Let's see that movie yeah up, oliver so and company is definitely superior to Aristocrats. Uh, as, yeah, as we talked about in the previous it's episode. been a long time <laughs> 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 all right So, the creatures involved, and I'm going to let Chris read them are.
1: uh, The three ones that we have listed here as examples are King's Pin, King, Pin's Pet. Words. Uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Tithe Drinker, and Syndicate of Tithes. Uh, All of them are, uh, they all have extorts, so every time you cast a spell, you pay a white or a black, you drain an opponent for one, and you gain
0: one. What I do like about the popper environment, because I keep going off on tangents, is the words are typically a little less on these cards, opposed to some of these super hyper wordy Mythic Rares. <laughs> well, I Like, think Popper, that's you can the, just, just read the cards. They're may, supposed to be less... Yeah, they're, uh, a, little, yeah. they're a little cleaner. The yeah. designs are typically cleaner... Yes. ...and a little bit more efficient as far as the playlines. Um, the next one, Synergize... And you're going to start hearing the word Synergize. So I, I may have added some of these cards because, again, I, I crafted one. this list... ...based on what I did in the Popper that I basically um, cloned Chris's... ...and then did some modifications... Mm-hmm. And I did the Golgari section, and I wanted to tilt mine a little bit more towards a Sacrifice Matters, Graveyard Matters, Dredgy type of idea, which doesn't 100% align with Chris's. Yeah, I, I'm not running much in the way of
1: Dredge right now. There just isn't a payoff right now. Uh, maybe there will be at some
0: point. Uh, it's I think I not was there. forecasting yeah. a little bit more here. Yeah. Like yeah. I thought, again, knowing that when I handed this cube off yeah And a cube if you're out there and you're looking I mean, for me I I, I I think about you every day <laughs>
1: the, uh, the, the, the cards you have listed are fine there's, yeah. there's nothing wrong with them it's just I, I pay I would for agree them. Yeah. I would agree that the yeah. payoff's
0: not there. I, I think I'm looking for something that to come and I oh, I, built so. it, I built it premeditated it's I, shambling shell uh-huh. desecrator hag and this next one is a house. oh
1: yes, it's really good. Uh, It's the uh, loathsome curator. It exploits. So you sack a creature when it comes into play. Exploit is a powerful mechanic. It's a five four with menace. uh,
0: Menace.
1: Right, Menace, Right. Sorry, I apologize. (laughs) Didn't realize what the rules were when I came out here. And when when it exploits a creature, you get to destroy a creature you don't control with mana value three or less, and uh, it does a lot of work. Yeah. So you got a colorless and a black. This card
0: is disgusting. You Uh have a yeah. So this one he, he does have in his cube. Yeah, and I I'm have got that one. Oh, yeah. I have yeah. gotten browbeat with this card, and or and Ed. or I have browbeaten mm-hmm. someone with it. This mm-hmm. card is stupid. Lonesome Curator. If you're not running it in your popper environment, you need to check this card it's out. Really this is fun. this is a house.
1: It's a nice top end for. Oh, the black.
0: absolutely. Then we're gonna go over to the weird section, and I think this is the weird section in everybody's cube. And if you feel differently, feel free to put it in your comments. But mm-hmm. it's Simic. Simic's it's, just it's a weird all about it's tempo, ramp, tempo round, but it's yeah. so it's. To me, as a curator, as are you, yeah. it is the strange section, which I guess be. they embrace yeah. the weird in this one, yeah. but the cards are displaced. Like they they're, they're, they never really harmonize with one another. Like you'll get this one card that does this, another card does this, and this one that has Evolve off in the right, right field, right? So, Green Ramp, Creatures, Control, crisp it on these notes, self explanatory. <laughs> it does
1: basically that. Yeah. That's what it does. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> <laughs> does. Shamble Shark. It's. The cutest little fat belly. We I don't know when Fish this. Thing, it, if this thing came up to you, I don't know if you would rub its belly or try to murder it. It's, I'd run
1: away from the giant spear that it's I am tempted to rub its belly and then, right then die. Yes, you would die. Yes.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hooting mandrills. This card is bonkers. Card's
1: good. Car- card goes in a lot of archetypes. Not not just this. Yes. So card goes everywhere. Yeah, I was it's just right? trying to find a place for it. Yeah. If you see
0: the word delve on a card, guys. It's, you should probably, you it. Should probably read it twice. It. Yeah. yeah, it might be. And here's the weird one. Here's where we get in the weird.
1: I, I love this card. Explain I this card it. to me, please. Uh, and why the the, this is the Wave card. Sifter. It's a 3-2 flyer for three green and a blue. And when it comes into play, you investigate twice. And then you, you can evoke it for a blue, blue and a green. It is not the greatest card, but I think it's really fun. And it's also got amazing art. So that's another reason i it. Yeah, it's that. got a giant koi...
0: Yeah. Yeah. levitating out of water. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and it seems not, not
1: everyone's high on this card, but but I, I really like it. I think it. it's I think interesting. It's really fun, I don't, yeah. Now,
0: on this one, though, counterpoint, mm-hmm. I I would find myself truthfully passing this card more That's often fine. than not. That's fine. Yeah. I can see the evoke being the only draw for this card for me. I, I, yeah. The...
1: It, its analog is Drifter, and it's not Drifter. Yeah, it, it's, because yeah, it's yeah, not it's, splashable yeah. as in Mold is. Correct, but,
0: yeah. but I can see the analog. I just... Yeah. I think... I think you got to oh, obviously you have to be very locked into these colors where yeah. like Shark, I think I would attempt to splash for that one more you often could. than not opposed to Wave Sifter not mm-hmm. really attracting yeah. me as a drafter. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, good. you make good points. I agree.
0: Um, the next one was the one that I told you I was a sucker for. I oh, still yeah. am. I think I just needed to take a break, and it's it's is it spells matter mm-hmm. tempo, and everybody calls it spells matter. I've never knew it as that. I called it turn and burn, baby. Turn and counter burn, burn. Counter, counter burn, turn, burn. turn yeah. and burn. This spells matters thing. I appreciate that coinage, but mm-hmm. when I was in the way back when, boomer magic, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, within this one here, I mean, this is probably. Would you agree? Chris, that this is... I think fundamentally this is the easiest archetype to build because it builds itself sometimes. Am I sometimes wrong thing? Yeah.
1: yeah, you just need... In any cube you need like almost. tempo-y style creatures and spells to either clear the way or draw you cards or I, something. I, I, sometimes yeah.
0: I feel like when I'm... because ha- I have five cubes. How mm-hmm. so many do you have? I've got three. We kind of skipped through that in the beginning of the yeah. intro. So we're cube addicts, yeah. and I have built, including the one that I gave away, Popper Cube, if you're looking for me, I'm still here. Daddy Ooh. misses you. Uh, <laughs> Josh, call me. And... The Popper cube, they all—I was able just to grab pieces and just fold them right in. Like I didn't yeah. have to put as much thought into a spells matter. No, it's, as easy. Matters. it's easy. Whereas, like some of the others, like using Golgari and all that, I had to look for intricate pieces. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't work. Even Ninjutsu, folding them in with right. the mirror. Uh, this was the for me the training wheels build training wheels build of it, and I maybe yeah. triggering some people in that statement, but well, that's my I, personal experience.
1: Right, I, I used to run a lot of the payoffs. Uh, the one that gets plus three, plus zero, and every time you you attack, with yeah, it, every time you cast a spell, yeah, yeah um, they just weren't very good. They, I they also think this is kill. the
0: easiest <laughs> archetype, or excuse me, color pairing to accidentally oversupport in yes, a cube I environment would agree. because I would agree. Yeah. because the pieces fall into place. Mm-hmm. And so like you could get in a popper environment and grab too many of these, and this is a cautionary tale because I think I've fallen in this trap, you may have, yeah. where you put cards in there that do things and they're triggering these abilities, these creatures can get out of control and they can overrun your environment. Okay, and yeah. and as a result of it being so powerful, it can, can skew your draft choices. Okay, like yeah. I was saying before, I was just kept gravitating this over and over again. Mm-hmm. I kept grabbing your spells matters. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just because I was in love with the idea of it. It's, Because it felt the most powerful Uh at the time, which is that that makes it may have
1: been. I don't know. It's, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, I just either that or just resonated with me. So the cards that fall within this, most of them are going to be just blatantly obvious. I mean lightning o- o- bolt o- your yeah. burn
1: spells yeah. your bounce spells jilt being an amazing
0: one. fire yeah. and ice yep. would you They're use amazing. ice to tap down their mana during yeah, their upkeep it in depends. a proper environment yeah with the pacing yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the aggressive move that i would normally do it that. draws you
1: a card it's not the worst it's <laughs> bonkers
0: yeah. uh the ardent elementalist mm-hmm. as he mentioned that card is a house the Card's great and mm-hmm. uh blinks What's that again? it blinks. Azorius. America, America, America loves that card.
1: I've definitely splashed him when I couldn't get an Archaeomancer. I put him in a blink deck. In
0: my iteration of the popper cube that I've, you know, jokingly given to my little brother for Christmas gift. Uh, Spellgorger, weird. That's fine.
1: I ran it for a while. I yeah. like
0: it. It's a good card. I like yeah. it because it... But I think I may have fell, fallen this trap, too, of the over-supporting. Because Signpost isn't yeah. very hard when it just says, cast a card, put a woman counter on it. It just I,
1: gets big. It doesn't have any evasion. No That's evasion. That's my problem. Yeah. I, think, yeah, I just...
0: I don't know. I felt the... I don't know. The need... To just put these cards, did the thing, and we'll, we'll, we'll find out through playtesting I think time. when
1: I ran that, it would average maybe two or three counters, maybe? Which is sometimes enough, but not always, yeah.
0: And now we're moving over to the Boros section. And if I'm being honest, full disclosure, this is my... It's not because of his cube. It's my least favorite color That's pairing yeah. in all of Magic. Um, I've won a I,
1: lot with Boros in that cube. It, it,
0: it wins a lot, and I yeah. think it, it's it's... Not that it's not powerful. It's my least... I find it least interesting of the color pairings in general. We have... And I'll let Chris just kind of pop some of these off real quick.
1: It's your aggro and tokens. You notice the token is throughout the whole cube. Uh, Tokens in in popper are very common. They're, They're easy to find and almost all the colors at this point
0: and they pair so well with so many archetypes and synergies right
1: it's a lot of them want a lot of bodies and uh this the strategy is no different it likes to go wide sometimes yeah so so we have in
0: this pairing we've got and some of these yeah uh, savannah lions og which used to be in a lot of power cubes in the way back when this card is it was rare when it was first printed yeah and this card two for one, right? I mean, you're just gonna. It's a two one for one. Two yeah. one, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can just go swat them. And uh, Vachino fist uh, first blade, excuse me. And Sky Knight Legionnaire. I love this card. It's actually a two two flying haste for, yeah. for so Boros the, uh, plus one.
1: The Vachino's a four four when it comes to play. It's with insane, haste. right?
0: Yeah, yeah. These, so I'm not gonna sit there and argue that these cards aren't powerful. Yeah, I
1: know. I just
0: yeah. I like the. I resonate towards that. Mm-hmm. Before we close up this subsection of the pod here, man, I'm all about that Ractos right now. I understand. It's, I know you it are. It is <laughs> disgustingly powerful. And then splash me a little bit of Orzhov in there, and I got me some extort. You get dead. You can blast the all you want. I got you. It's true. It's true. All right. So now we're going to move over to, and we have labeled this, and he and I, Chris and I have debated upon this. We're going to call this Curators Beware. This oh, yeah. is going to be the section of cards that um, you're more than welcome to do. Again, your cube is your cube. Yeah, a lot you, of people
1: still run these. Your art them, is your so art, and this is
0: all meant to be our Absolutely. experiences, not yours. Mm-hmm. But we have labeled cards that we thought either warped or skewed, yep. not only the environment, but the play experience. Oh, yeah, yeah. That it's just maybe the whole idea of the popper cube was not to be just the most powerful comments you can do, but also be the most powerful fun it's supposed to be fun. That's and the issue. Some and this of these first cards, one we're
1: talking about was the easily to me the least fun mechanic.
0: And now we're going to yeah. go over that and I'm gonna let Chris talk about that and our experience. And this was a trial and error thing, man. And I think mm-hmm. I started complaining about this first on you this did. one. I think you I'm did. the first yeah. complainer here. Yep.
1: It's it's buyback, uh, which is my I, I ran it before because back in when I first started playing Magic, it was amazing. You, yeah you got it's the still, card back. Well, and it was still wonderful. Is. Right, it's 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 degenerate. like capsize, you get six mana and if they can't stop you from casting you it, you're gonna game. bounce their whole board. Basically. You
0: win the game. Yeah. Uh,
1: same with Sprout Swarm, you're just gonna keep making one ones. Multiple times a turn and just overrun the game. Event cars justice, you just get ahead a little bit
0: on life. I'm gonna, life and I'm gonna make win. an analog here, it's uh-huh. gonna be controversial. What? This is the Ocos of the pauper environment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't heard of that, but
0: uh, okay. I uh, have sat on the other side of the table going, Oh my god, can we scoop? Okay, okay, let's just scoop it yeah, up later Now, the there's game. one i it's never, miserable.
1: never, there's one I never have run in my pauper cube, and that was Disturbed Burial. That That's one was disgusting, way worse yeah, than it's just too them. powerful,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Buyback, it seems very benign because I mean. Uh, yeah, paying three for capsize, two blue, one colorless, then paying three to buy it back. That's six mana. That's not very good, except it says target permanent. Right. That's where the disgusting comes on. So you yep. just bounced my bounce land. Mm-hmm. Dude, not cool.
1: Nope, it's not. <laughs> I
0: agree. <laughs> Sprout Swarm. Uh, They didn't reprint that. No. In the master, or excuse me, in the Time Spiral remastered set, they knew better because it was going to be a limited environment, mm-hmm. and it broke it the first time. It would have had to have been rare. My yeah. So, I, yeah. well, I get if you guys are running this, this is a great card. It actually yeah. comes up in our our uh, MTG Cube forum that we're in all the time. We're on a Facebook page, and mm-hmm. we see this yeah. like, is this card too good? And we're like, yes, yeah, yeah. It's, yes, it's, it is. It's not just too good. It's actually amazing. Like you can run this in EDH comfortably. It's, wanna, it's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. This card, yeah. This card's a thing. Nice. Um, so that's buyback in a nutshell. Buyback is a very powerful mechanic. It's not that we're scoffing at it. We're, if you're running it, rock on well, with I your bad no self. If you want to run we have it. just made a decision within our mm-hmm. play space to remove that mechanic. That's for
1: our group. Keep that in mind. We decided we didn't want it. So there,
0: there, there you are. Mostly because I complained a lot. You did. And yeah. he really got tired of hearing complaints. But no, I also got tired of He would have kept it if I hadn't it. complained. No, i, I, I nah. <laughs> And here comes the next one. And this one probably is not a surprise and it's gonna be a monarch, i.e. monarch.
1: And also now take the initiative. Oh my gosh, That's take the one.
0: initiative. Yeah, I'm not yep. even there. I'm not even there yet, but we, I am <laughs> not ready for that. Monarch monarch is a sub game. Oh yeah. It's a very powerful EDH sub game. I have a love-hate relationship for Monarch. Right. I, I think it's fun in EDH because it forces attacks. Multiplayer, it it's great. It inspires it's a multiplayer people. It makes the game not... Thing. So the gridlock right. goes away in a multiplayer environment. It's to right. create traffic, right? Uh, Chris has got the Monarch, and Anthony wants to get the Monarch because I'm in an Orzhov deck, and I'm limited on resources. I need to draw a card really bad, fly over, hit Chris. Mm-hmm. Then someone takes it from Anthony. That is creating interaction within yeah, a game that sometimes can become stalemated in a four-player mm-hmm. match. And I like it for that. It creates yeah. inroads. What I don't like about it is in a non-powered environment, because I, I am guilty of running some of these in my powered environment, as is Chris, but the, the environment can handle it to be clear. Absolutely. yeah. But when you get into these popper environments, this card advantage can just overtake a game. And and I know this to be true because that popper cube that I designed, my, my little brother who I care about very much. He got married not too long ago. And we decided to break off before his pre-wedding celebration and go play some cube at a local mm-hmm. LGS in Savannah, Georgia. What we did is I played a Monarch Tribal. I had a great time. I bet you did. They did not.
1: I know. And every time
0: they tried to take it back, I got it again. Because I had another yeah. Monarch card. Because I was running Palace Sentinel. I was running Thorn of the Black Rose. And I was running Staunch Throne Guard. So yeah. I was running this neat little Orzov. I'm going to take your Monarchs from you. Combined with yep. all the other... Just extorts and all that nonsense. Yep. It was miserable. I had a great time. It was oh, my I'm sure you did. My yeah. fun. My fun mm-hmm. is my fun. Right. Your fun. That's that's, that's <laughs> on you, brother. Um, so the cards are as follows: Palace Sentinels, Fall from Favor, Thorn of the Black Rose, Crimson Fleet Commodore, Entourage of Trust, and Staunch Thorn Guard. Now, one of these immediately got red flagged by Chris, like Ooh, out the gate. Yes. It didn't take very long, and I'm gonna let you guess which one. I'm gonna tell you the colors. We got white, blue. Blue 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 blue, 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 thorn. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was uh, the fall from favor. I man. ran fall
1: from favor for like a couple of weeks, and I, that was enough. Because <laughs> you know,
0: because blue really is hurting for card draw, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so it needs more.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one kind of just red flagged itself out the uh-huh. gate. The uh-huh. rest of these, I'm guilty of it too. I think they're neat. The rest of them kind of were just residually yeah. removed from the cube. The first one you-
1: to fall was staunch throne guard because it could go in any deck. And then the other ones, I just decided I didn't want a multiplayer uh,
0: mechanic. And, and in what the you finds yourself wanting to do, and this is how my thought went into uh-huh. designing the cube that I gave as a gift, was some of these colors hurt for card draw. Yes. So yes. and it just resonates for its intrinsic that I want to give, like, green card draw, why would I not want to give it Monarch, right? That's just where I was at. So it made sense to me. Okay, so blue, fall from favor, that's too much. Blue don't need that. You and I talked about this. Mm-hmm. Black starts getting a little questionable because they have card draw capability in these colors, right? So I'm yeah. like, maybe I don't need that. But, you know, maybe at the time, white did and red did and green did. So we were kind of justifying it. like, yeah. And then uh-huh. we kind of justified it and we talked ourselves into keeping all of them at one oh, point. Yeah, it, yeah. It, this is how it happens, yeah. right? Uh-huh. But then... I. I know that Josh who will maybe be in a pod at some point in the future he decided to remove from his as did Chris. Oh yeah Monarch yeah. just creates a sub game I and, just, and yeah. card draw advantage. not that it's it's not toxic it just um, I don't that know kind of just makes it one-sided it, it, it just kind of yeah. it tilts games in a harsh way that's un- hard to come back with. Um, the next group, and this is a, this is an offender that kind of correlates to our first episode we talked about ish. We talked about the swords of fallen favor in episode number one. And one of the things that we emphasized in the swords and what they do as far as their properties, it wasn't so much as to what they did. It was the protections that made them unappealing because magic at its very key is based on interaction. Mm -hmm. At least that's my yeah. My viewpoint of the game. When you start taking interaction out of the game, then, well.
1: Right. And I, I used to run a Hexproof Auras. That that was an identity for Slesnia, right? by the way. Yeah, I mean, it's what you um, felt like you had to do. So, yeah. And it, it was fine, but... It just wasn't fun. People couldn't do anything against it unless I had a whole lot of diabolic edic edict effects and stuff like that. Yeah. And it just didn't work out. And I ended up cu- cutting it. And it's been better since because of that.
0: Yeah. So hexproof and protections, I mean, they're already brutal, as we said, in a powered, high-powered environment, yeah. even thematic cubes. But they definitely get a little bit more powerful, even if they're just... You know, mm-hmm. even if they can just be statically blocked by a token, right. it's still really hard to deal with. Once they've come out, right. interaction has just been taken off the board. So, some of those that we've added, and Chris has some notes here as far as some, uh, he's got them on watch list, and that would be the Guardian of the Guild Pact. That one's protection from multicolored. Mon- um mono mono-color. colored oh yeah. correction yeah. yeah it's a 2-3 you and i've talked about this one i don't think that one is as bad because somebody's got to win the game i'm I not going to flag removal that removal in the cube for yeah. it
1: there is removal in there for yeah it, so and
0: uh, yeah. i just don't think that one's going to be the uh, end all be all as no. far as uh, cube goes um, th- th- Where it gets a little dicey is when you get into the Hexproofs, which is the one-sided interaction, right. lets you put the rancors on, things like that. And that would be an example. It would be like Primal Hunt Beast. Mm-hmm. Or this one's got me before, and it's very powerful. It's Striped Riverwinder. Not only is it a five-five for one blue and six colorless, but it also has pay one blue cycling mm-hmm. cycling essentially you can put it in your graveyard yeah. you, I mean it's it's powerful all by itself I can see running this and some other outside the flavor e- even EDH or, or thematic cubes this card's right. pretty neat like one thing I, I still
1: run the river winder because blue does need a finisher of some kind right. and it's one of them that I've, I'm still running it's iffy right now I'm not sure the primal hunt piece I ran again in that aura package but when I cut it I, it's not good on its own by, by without that aura package. yeah
0: so you really want to balance in. In my, in my curating opinion, and then we've got Master Kenobi yeah. over here, uh, Obi Wan Chris. Uh, you really want to watch the density of right. non-interactive creatures and spells within yeah. a hopper environment, especially because, like we said before, there's no, there's limited board wipes. You got to really combo them to even get them to go off to kill the thing. Like a three-three hexproof. It's, that's that's you, you have to drop almost two board wipes to even get rid of that. It's it's a lot of investment so you got to really think about that when you're curating or building these types right. of cubes is like is it too strong now I will emphasize someone must win the game you just want to make sure that when you're winning the game the other person's not miserable and replayability is a factor with all things we've yes. named so far which leads to our next card and this one here this one's going to be our first... I, I will uh, die on this uh, no, I'm going right to yeah. It's going <laughs> to pest- be Pestilence. And Chris says he's going to die on the hill. I, I am I of the opinion card. that this card is way too busted for a pauper environment. In the right shell, and we have seen it done, and I'm not saying yeah. that it can't be broken, but in the right shell, this card can just lock a game and control it. it. Uh, this art he has in here, I think... I've got a, I've got it an, I have sick. a beta. It is I have sick. a beta. <laughs> I mean, this guy This guy is not feeling well in this photograph. No, no, no he's He probably no. needs to get checked out by the CDC. He needs to go to a clinic, Rick. I just think that the ability to, to do the damage and to just off an entire board state is probably a little too powerful, in my opinion, of Popper Cube. Now, that being said, it does kill that 3-3 hexproof that I just said we couldn't deal with. So, <laughs> I will give you that. Yeah. It does deal with it, but it does not kill that 5-5. It's getting a lot harder now. It's getting more penal... There's more penalization happening now. But... Go ahead with your count. Well, I,
1: I think it's not unbeatable. It it is beatable. There is a lot of removal for it that there, I have there in, is. The, in there. So pestilence dies to removal. Also, I have creature <laughs> removal that helps get rid of all that it does. stuff. So yeah, it's, another
0: strategy, folks, is uh, to kill all your creatures so that pestilence dies. Yes,
1: That's that a, that is. A, <laughs> sometimes it's what you got to do. Sacrifice again. them all off <laughs> to get rid of pestilence. Also, like I said, I have that in beta, and it I looks think awesome. that pestilence <laughs>
0: is better now in your environment, in my opinion, than it was before because you had this mixture of really op cards before yeah and it was kind of just it's
1: uh, more fair now
0: more fair now so i'm gonna let you have and i'm gonna put it i'm gonna put it as watch list medium right now that's totally fine yeah yeah your red flag yellow all right the next one though is red flag red flag red flag we agree on this one (laughs) and i'll let chris take off this one because this one was a conversation we had
1: this is one i again i remember from playing when i first started playing magic Uh, it was a rolling thunder this card is b- busted in this environment. You just pay <laughs> X and just kill whatever you want. Everybody. <laughs> this, this card's
0: card. great, actually. I thought about, I have literally thought about putting this in my Neheb. Sure. Just because I only got 10 burn spells. Why not you get You literally
1: th- copy it like, what, four times and stuff. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, this card. It'd, it'd yeah, so yeah.
0: in a pauper environment, though, this actually is, it doesn't, doesn't come off as... I mean, yeah, sure, it reads powerful. But it does sneak in there and seem pretty mm-hmm. benign. Like, But this can actually just board wipe and kill the player. I mean, this is... Yeah. It's a fantastic board wipe. Mm-hmm. But this is an environment where you really need to um, lean in on your spot removal. That's yeah. kind of what the interaction of the Popper Cube is based on. When you start getting these mass removal spells... That you can just dump off because again, we talked about these are long games, yeah. So, as a gruel player, for instance, running this, you have a long time to build up well up mana. No yeah. one's really, I mean, sure, you're taking some hits, mm-hmm. you got all the time to sit back and accumulate 10, 12 mana. It's very, it's not very hard to do that, it in can this happen, environment. and no, then just so, yeah. pop off for 10, yeah, and just. Sometimes
1: doing this for five is enough to yeah, win yeah, the yeah, game. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. You know, I, I ended up cutting it for a more fair one. Called, I, I put Fireball back in. Yeah, Fireball is uh,
0: yeah. a little bit more fair because you have to actually invest for each target. I mean, so.
1: I, I wanted one X spell like this, but I needed one, not this. So this thing was, was too much.
0: Yeah, so we're gonna move over to our next one. So we kind of talked about when we did the whole bread theory. When we talked about bombs, removal, etc. Well, we're gonna go over bombs and popper. So we kind of to kind of reflect upon what we've done so far. We've covered over the guild sections. We've talked about some of the cards that you have to keep a watch on that they may be too powerful of the environment. Now we're gonna go to ones that are bombs, but they're not crossing that thin red line of being too powerful because you do have to have something that wins the game, and that's gonna yep. be. Starting with, as was already stated,
1: our favorite, the Guardian of the Guild Pack. Yeah, then we have like Ser- Seraph of Dawn, which is an incredible flyer, life that like is a bomb uh then
0: battle screech battle uh, screech is yeah. sick if you yeah. guys you haven't played this card oh my gosh these are oh let's pause when i'm saying bombs uh did i mean pack one pick ones and popper because <laughs> some of these could are be. justifiably pack one yeah, pick ones be. yeah
1: definitely yeah yeah,
0: yeah. I, I don't have a problem with grabbing any of these i'm mm-hmm. not ashamed to grab that we did the we did a pack one pick I one of the day popper the all the time oh yeah. yeah, that's
1: another one. Yeah. And yeah. another one you didn't have on, but I added was Coalition Honor Guard. Oh, that yeah. That flag bearer is incredible. And it's
0: obnoxious. I thought I did put it on the list, nah, but. I was on the list. I must have cut it because I hate it. You do hate that
1: card. <laughs> I remember one time I played that against you, and all you had were pacifism effects as removal. Yeah. And it didn't work. And now so I run,
0: <laughs> ironically, I now run that in my two headed giant cube because yeah. it's kind of funny when your opponent. pulling great. It, Yeah. <laughs>
1: gotta choose a flag bearer. There's all one right, right there. So now we're Let's, gonna move over
0: to our blue section bomb. So this first one, it has been up for debate with multiple people, was lose focus. And at I first I yeah. downed on it in the beginning. I, mm-hmm. I will redact what I said before. I did not love this card, and now I'm running it in my power cube. I'm running it in my horror cube if I'm not mistaken. It's in all my cubes, I think I'm right. running it in everyone except for my La Femme fatale because Makes it sense. doesn't qualify yep. for that. Otherwise, this card is bonkers. Mm-hmm. If you guys aren't running lose focus, uh, the ability to replicate and then make them pay two additional more is way powerful. This is Sometimes this is almost better six. than, it could almost be better than, it's almost cusping on Mana Leak. might be a little bit better than Convoke. Or, it, it, or it
1: depends. F- for the mana, Mana Leak is better, but this yeah. costs three. You have to have a lot of blue to make it work, but it's still great. I still like it. Yeah, it's very powerful. It's been powerful. solid every time I played it.
0: And now we've got the next one which we had to name was Striped Riverwinder. Yep. And because it's got hexproof, I mean, and cycling, it's just it kind of says itself. Uh, Ninja of the Deep Hours is a extremely powerful magic card. That
1: or the new Moon Circuit hacker yeah. to me is right. So these up are kind of bombs. Yeah. They don't
0: look like bombs, but you gotta you gotta really put it in context. You're in a pauper environment and Typically, I think a rule of thumb is it's got a lot of words on it. It's probably good. <laughs> yeah,
1: agreed. Uh, then I also I added to this, I added uh, Errant Ephemeron, which is a 4-4 flyer with oh, yeah. suspend for two, which is really great. And then also a unique effect. It's an old card, the Ray of Command.
0: That one I'm not on in love fantastic. with. You and I will... I, I, I love the card, yeah. I, I, I love it in my NIN deck where I'm grabbing mm. it and sacking it. I, 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 I realize you can... Yeah, I, I can see a space for it. I just find myself never drafting that. I understand. In your, I, in your I've drafted environment. it.
1: I, it's been good. I, it's been real good for me. Yeah, I, I've never had a problem with it's it. It's the theft effects. It, just, it's unique. There's yeah. not much in blue that does it at instant speed. It's mind-controlling the theft. Yeah, yeah. I do like I do like yeah. it.
0: I just never gravitate towards it. And then this, this one we kind of already went through was Pestilence in the... Black section, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's powerful. It's a bomb. If you see it come around, you need to grab it. But Absolutely. these next two ones, the, the last one, your name is going to kind of go with, it's going to be very known in the community, but this middle one is pretty good. It's and I'm been a, great. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Diagraph Horde. It's a 3-4. When it enters the battlefield, create two black, black zombie creature tokens with decayed. When you do exile up to two target cards from a graveyard, this is as close as you're going to get to Grave Titan, It's
1: from Graveyards, too. So you get to get any Graveyards, which is great. You get to get your opponents. It's awesome. card is amazing. Yeah. Because
0: if they're trying to loop something, or as the Graveyard synergy... Because a lot of the... Like, when I said I designed my cube, it was probably a little bit more speculation than you did, because I knew I was giving it away. Mm -hmm. I was kind of building a framework for something that may occur, so he can connect the dots when he started curating it. Um, Yours is... Tuned and tweaked, right? But
1: right. Well, it's been. I've had. When it for a I saw while this
0: card, then, yeah. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is bonkers!" I
1: kind of missed this the first time around. I think I think I you, you and get, I talked I add, about this yeah. One. I, yeah. But I, but I didn't add it, and then I once I added it, I, I'll never yeah, look back. It's, it's, it's so great. good. Yeah. And
0: this next one, if you haven't died to this in Commander, you probably will in some Commander match. This card is obnoxious. It's Gray Merchant of aspidel Yep.
1: I would no need to say anything that card is just incredible I mean if you, you haven't tough.
0: grown because I read that yeah. card you're like oh god yeah I remember that yeah I died to that
1: and, and I, I added two more uh, the death denied is another one you oh yeah X and two black at instant speed get any, any X target creatures back in your hand Oh, and then, yeah. Uh, then Undertaker, I just lost to this Death of Night is
0: really fun for that. Yeah. It, so this is where what's so cool about his cube, and I can't cop, stop talking about it, <laughs> is the intertwining. When he said the word synergy, and he corrected me on archetype, this is not so much archetype as it is synergy. Because we just overlaid all these different types of bombs right back into... Well, I love me some Rakdos, Aristocrats right. Orzov. It's nutty what you yep. can do with this thing. And then Golgari, I mean, yep. it's crazy. It Works good in Golgari. It folds it in so Rakdos, beautifully.
1: Works good in Orzov. Yeah, because
0: they don't have access to all the reanimator that we do in the power cube environment. That so no, they, no, have to, not at all. they have to have to make I wish, but, no. but these cards are insane. So the green section, and uh, it's got some bombs. Oh, yeah. Rancor is a a watch (sighs) list card if you ever did see one. This card's cards great. I'm evaluating a cube right now for a friend, and Rancor is like the first thing that caught my eyeball. That card is nuts. Matter of fact, I've added it to my horror cube because werewolves were on the struggle, and I needed to find something to, even though it's not completely on genre, I'm going to get an alternate art. I need something to just shove those two two wolves over and make them more threatening. Oh, yeah. This card's insane. Hooting mandrels, which we talked about before. Delve, if you see that word, you should probably, I don't know, draft it. And Blastoderm. I'm I'm a mixed bag on this one because it's, I I realize it's a 5-5 for four and it has, you know, basically Shroud. I just have I've chump blocked it too many times. I've got I'm not That happens, I, yeah. I, yeah. I mean because I mean, you you can't yeah. even really do anything to give it any true evasion because it has its own trout, right? Yeah that's, yeah. that's my only slight against the card. There's also
1: a new one called Bannerhide Cru Shock, which does a little bit of everything. It's yeah. like a four mana, four four. Yeah. I forget the other build, but I know you can reinforce, you can also do a whole bunch of different things.
0: I, was, I think Blastoderm's starting to show its age, in in my opinion. It could be, yeah, yeah. The next one we're going to talk about is our red section, and these are kind of par for the course. This is going to be Lightning Bolt, Fireball, Pyrotechnics. Mm -hmm. I mean, Pyrotechnics, that card's...
1: card's real good. Beautiful.
0: I mean, I didn't really have to talk about those 2 They're classic magic cards. I think Pyrotechnics is probably the one that maybe people are not as familiar with. Tell them what that does, Chris. It's
1: uh, for four and a red, you get to deal four damage, divided any way you want among any targets. Uh, It's real good. You get to spread it out like that. And, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's the
0: closest thing you're gonna get to like a mass board wipe in this yeah, environment. It, uh, uh, a yeah, a powerful that, mass board wipe. It,
1: to me, it's a more fair like Rolling Thunder yeah, type yeah, yeah, yeah. spell. I would agree yeah. with
0: that. It's a bomb. I mean, so he just kind of said it on without. It's board wipes are actually a bomb in this right. environment, like right. fiery cannonade and stuff like that. I scoop those up like nobody's business when if I see can, them. Come yeah. Yeah. You just grab them because you just otherwise you're gonna be really heavily reliant on that spot removal. Mm-hmm. And then we got Beetleback Chief and Goblin Heel Cutter. Heel Cutter comes in and it makes it so they can't block. Is that? I correct?
1: Love the, yeah, it has the oh, what is it called? Where you cast it, it comes back to your hand. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's it's just good. And now we're kind great. of moving to the color section of bombs, and I'm just going to read these off. It's Go going ahead, to be yeah. Bone Splitter, Renegade Freighter, cards of House. Serrated Arrows. This card is insane. By oh, yeah. the way, Oh yeah, Lumox Crusher. I put that down the list because it has an eyewear tube. That one's one of the ones because you have so on the cast it, but. These get... They get hard to cast. The Ulamox Crusher and the Eldrazi Devastator, both very powerful magic cards in this right. environment. But they cost eight mana. Um,
1: they're really there for the ramp deck. That's what they're there they're, for. They're, they're, yeah.
0: yeah. and I can see that argument. But this yeah. next one, Thundering Tyranodon, well, I'm, that's what I'm doing, my ramp deck. I
1: mean, it's got busted it's busted because it has and mana. And mana. anything Frexy has Frexy yeah. and
0: mana in it and most every environment should be a flag for you that something's going, it's to, going to happen yeah. that's not because mm-hmm. life life is a uh, resource absolutely so then we got some board wipes we're going to kind of Push through these, and sure. there's some newer ones that have been reprinted, but nausea, which is minus one, minus one. We got end the festivities, which is a one sided one damage to each opponent and each creature, and planeswalker control, which is not relevant in this environment for one. Eyeblight Blight Massacre is a bomb because it's minus two, minus two to non elves. Fiery Cannonade is two damage to each non pirate. Notice these words. And then we talked about pyrotechnics, fireball, crypt rats, which is fantastic. This art is. Gorgeous. Do you have that foil? I
1: do. I have that 7th edition foil. I am foil. jealous, because yeah. mm.
0: that this is the one with the old school, rat, the rats with the red eyes. This is yep. nutty. I picked and it then, up
1: when that was the only foil for it. And then yeah.
0: Pestilence, which... We, we, yeah, we discussed that to death, yeah. <laughs> the Lands. So the Lands formula for this one is going to be... I mean, so the Lands are going to be your flavor. You can do bounce lands, you can do thriving lands, you can do cycling lands, you can do utility lands, like Mystic Sanctuary, for instance, oh. or you've even got these new ones that someday, someday if we cross our fingers, they're going to make some kind of weird fetch that goes and gets ice tunnels so you can get an island swamp into play, tap, yeah. tap, and yeah. tapped.
1: Absolutely.
0: It's going yeah, to it's happen. Taps, Somebody's yeah. going to do it. Quickstand yeah. is a bomb. It's a piece yeah. of removal, That's too. Great. It's yeah. a removal spell. Uh That is a solid piece. And then we have some new hot takes that Chris is going to kind of give you. Yeah, this is from the
1: new Commander Legends. I'll kind of run through these real quick. You can kind of look them up uh, later. But I like the uh, Great Sword of Tear. And I will say this, the Commander Legends 2, it's been real good as far as the amount of commons that I want to test out at least. Not all of them are going to make it, but uh, we're going to try it a bunch. Uh, the great sword of Tear, It's a new equipment that uh, you want to read them out.
0: No, nah, I think okay. All right. I think we can just tell them to reference the Scryfall. We'll okay, call yeah, because he's getting a little. Because new cards are wordy, if they you guys are. Have, they and, are. and we want to we want to expedite a little bit, so you guys we don't have to sit here and try to listen to words. So right, we'll reference to right, the Scryfall right, right, right. And these and I'll I'll include these in the show notes too when we're all perfect, said and done.
1: Perfect. So the great sword of Tear, the blessed hippogriff, and a new adventure card that I kind of want to try out because the adventure part's just one. Adventure won, is which so great. strong. Uh, the new Mana War, which is Winter Aladren.
0: Yes. Uh, uh, but it's a little different i'm gonna interrupt you. it's a little different because it's return up to one other target creature not it yeah he can't bounce himself yeah. that's the only thing that's But he the can one.
1: bounce your opponents or your stuff he just can't bounce himself but that's it does give you
0: thing. redundancy on that idea yeah and it, yeah, goes, yeah. And it pairs well with a blink deck etc so it's powerful
1: mm-hmm. yeah I, I i really like that effect so that's he's also a fairy elf wizard for maybe that might be relevant at some point in the future right uh, then next is a, a new tapper which is a stunning strike i kind of like that, that it's flash i like that it removes it from combat which is neat uh then we have blur a new blank spell that draws a card which oh and, haven- it ha-
0: and it has a is that a female i have to uh, yes yes oh man that's going in the Fin yep. and I'm, if I'm you're always- running
1: it with an archaeomancer or some kind of effect like that nice. you just draw a card for three mana over and over again you just keep getting blur back
0: oh and there's another one that's yep. actually yep. caught my too it's uh guild swarm prowler yep 2-1 uh, Death Touch for two. That's actually pretty yeah, strong. And when, it dies, and when it dies, you draw a card. Draw a card it replaces if it wasn't itself.
1: blocking, it can't block and draw the card. But if you attack with it, oh, and it dies. Oh, yeah, but that's still, yeah. that's
0: still a very aggressive yeah, card yeah. to replace itself. I really like that. So these yep. are... A few more I think we've got here, a yeah. few more. We've got a...
1: Yeah, we got seven more. Uh, go seven. Ahead. The The two new Board Wipes, the Arms of Hadar that gives all your creatures and a target player controls minus two. Oh, three. nice. Then Breath Weapon, which is another Fiery Cannonade. But this one's non-dragon, not non-pirate.
0: Yeah, so dragon pirates will be fine.
1: Yeah, sure. Dragon yeah. pirates will be great. Yeah. Uh, then we have the underseller myconid, which I, for tokens, it's a mana guy, and it makes a token when it comes into play and when it dies. So I want to try that out. Nice. Then we have this carefree swine master this that makes two twos yeah, <laughs> when it attacks. It's a one four, so it survives combat quite quite easily. Oh, yeah. And uh, this next one, I wanted to try this guy out because uh, I run a lot of tokens, yeah. as you've seen, and it's a one-one for one. But whenever one or more tokens, it gets a counter plus one plus one. And this one I missed the first time through, but uh, Bronze Walrus—it's a three mana two-two that taps for any color, but it scries two when it comes into play.
0: Nice, yeah. So those are pretty sweet, and there's some hot takes. Then we got this new—they've got this new set of gates that are coming yeah. out. And they're kind of like they're like the thriving lands. Yeah, they're like they thriving, the thriving. They're thriving lands, lands yeah. but a little bit more. F- and the arts, I think the arts a little better. In they can my also opinion. be in foil, where yeah, the yeah, thriving yeah, lands yeah, are yeah. not. Yeah, so, so I can yeah. see the preference there. So I know that this has been kind of uh, just a massive overview of all things popper, and, and you know what? What I really wanted from this episode is to pique people's interest, try to get people to come outside yeah. of that, get outside of that power cube. Come outside and look in the sunshine, and you're going to find that there are cards out there that are looking for a home, and the and the lines of play, just the intricacies, and you can do you can do powerful things in a popper environment, truly powerful. Yeah. That will get all your spikes, and you'll all be happy. Your Timmys and mm-hmm. spikes, and all those guys will, and you won't get the combos as much, no, but no, but no, no. The, the Johnny Johnny's left out, but Timmy Spike. There's a home for you here in the popper environment. Yeah, and I think also as another note that I add to this, this is a great training ground if you're trying to bring someone into the idea of cube.
1: Yeah, it's a little the there's not as much going on with the cards. They are they're pretty obvious what interacts with the drafting itself
0: is more welcoming. If you want to grow your play group, and cube, mm. opposed to here's my storm LED... Yeah, you see where I'm going with this? Yeah, here's, here, here's my
1: power cube, and by the way, you can die on turn one. Or so we can you draft... You know what happened.
0: Yeah, yeah, or we can draft and have some really good games and exchanges yeah. and drink a few beers as we do here on UberCube. Yeah. Um, other than that, I wanted to thank uh, Chris for coming out That's and right, really just taking the time to walk us through Popper Lane here and get this Popper Talk going. I hope, I hope that this has been helpful, and if yeah. it has, I would very much like you guys to do the following. You can find us at Twitter at Ubercube Pod, or you can reach us at Ubercube Podcast at gmail.com or you can link us on our Discord at UberCube. And if you really love this content, and I hope you do because we really want to grow this community, we would truly, truly appreciate it here at UberCube if through your favorite player you give us a five-star review so that we can keep spreading the great word, the great thing that is Cube. Other than that, We are out, and this is a wrap. So for the rest of you out there, happy cubing. That was awesome. Thanks. Had a lot of fun. All right. Later.